So, Kron, silver lining, my man, mm-hmm. managed to scrounge up enough of your discarded spray paint, enough green, a little bit of brown. Mm-hmm. I gave the uh, our our dynamo cardboard stand a little once over, and now look, we got a little Christmas tree, man. It's looking beautiful. Yeah, dude. isn't that yeah. awesome? Yeah, he's all lit up. Spray painted. Hell yeah! It it it. It's two birds, right? I don't I should, have to look at a fat fucking dynamo. Mm-hmm. And we got a Christmas tree, so we just unplug this at the end of the the month and stow them away. You left this a uh, wet pair of white tidy whities on them. Yeah. Oh, I I want to be reminded that I'm better than him. I see where you missed a spot. You should. Where's the Where's the rest of the spray paint? It's I used it all. Uh, just a touch up, a little touch up could make Kron. this really pop. Cron, mm-hmm. I used I it know, all. I know, Kevin. I know. They're mature now. They should be able to give a good description of what's going on. I'm going to ask them anyway. We got to cover all ends. This guy. Shit. Oh, mustache. Oh, holy shit. You didn't take my advice from the last time you two shit stains are still here. Hey, where else are we going to go? Hold on. Shut up. Cron, is this that fired cop? Yeah. This guy got- I'm showing you. Shut it up. Look. That's real. Don't bite it. It's real. Was it chocolate? (laughs) Yeah. You got a chocolate badge? Oh, it's real metal, dude. You prick. What would fake metal be? Listen here. Um, we got some serious business to discuss here, boys. Fool's gold. You guys ready to go on That's record? That's right, Thank That's you. a fake metal. Yeah. I was like, well, I guess you would fake metal with like spray paint. Wait, well, no. Well, it is hold going on, on Sorry, record Kron. that you are fools. Calm down. Calm down. Wait. What? What is this about, I'm, dude? I'm putting it on record that you are fools. Yes. Okay. I'm putting it on That's, record that you're a fool. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> You don't have a record. I have You're a record. Have, well, you do have a record. record. I looked you up. Trust it's not me. A, it's do. not objective evidence that we're fools. You do have a record. I'm Both writing it down. You don't know how to write. I don't have time to read. Or Good idea, Cron. Let's write. We need to Let's talk. write down the bullshit that this guy says. Mm-hmm. You see that apartment building over there? Yeah. Something happened last week that you two don't need to know about. But I need to know what the fuck's up with that telescope up there. I'm sure stuff happens in apartments every day. That's yeah, pretty non-specific. That's, yeah. What some guy made a this is a crime dinner can, for one. Can you be serious for a sec? How did you know about somebody Mr. Thomas? Yeah, somebody watched the Hunter Biden, Mr. Thomas, in 104. <laughs> that's exactly what he did on the night of April 13th. Yeah. How'd people, you know that? People make went, spaghetti. How'd you know that, the mustache? Hunter Biden leak? It's easy. <laughs> Noodles, water, sauce. Ketchup, if you're needing to. You look a little different. Watch Hunter Biden. You You look a little different. You look like you little have a have little gold flakes in your mustache. You would look into. Mm -hmm. It's the holiday season, and he's. uh, It's a little. Oh no! It's decoration for the store. What are these? These are handcuffs. Watch Hunter Biden. Okay. Yeah, you're going. You turn around. We've got them packaged up. You're a huffer, dude. Back room. Observe Hunter Biden. I know Observe. what you're doing. Investigate? Yeah, we should investigate Hunter Biden. Is that the word? 
Wait, what's up? The other guy's locked up in in a thing. We are talking about a serious crime. Hunter Biden has got me all. Who has that telescope up there? Answer the questions before I take my mustache away. It's store property. It's not illegal to have a telescope. Yeah. Is it? Is it a recorded? Do you have a? Is it recording? No, it can't record things. It's a telescope. I need to see it. Go, go up there. When I get back, you're going to jail, mustache. Hey, where's your where's your yeah. fucking warrant, Sipowitz? <laughs> Come on, let him go up there. Just let him go up there. I'll Fine. The door it's on him. your upper lip, you little shit. Shut the door. Fine. Fine. Go, up there. The go up yeah. there. Go ahead. Now, go ahead. Kevin's right there, guys. He's not going to allow this. He has his gun out. Look. Kevin's got his dick out. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn. Kron, he outsmarted the way that we were going to get out of this bit. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. So you go up there and Kevin will watch me so I don't lock the door behind you. All right. I'm going to check this telescope out. Serious crime here. What do you want to do about this Kevin, dude? Huh? You, maybe he likes movies. <laughs> he looks like a movie buff. So, He's got kind of a... So I should put this fertility mask and hatchet down and just see if he wants to watch a movie with us? Just tuck him under the counter, dude. I mean, okay. don't put him on... Lock him up. Okay. I'll just hold on to him. Yeah. Let's see if this guy wants to watch Jade this week on Five Day Rentals. Welcome. You are listening to Five Day Rentals, the video store podcast, where each week one of us takes a crack at picking a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre specific category. I am your least favorite host, Bones, and it's my turn to take us through a pick for uh, Kron's category of never touch or never rub another man's rhubarb. Excuse me. I brought us Jade, 1995, William Friedkin, but I didn't bring it alone. I got two guys that I know, Cron Howard and Laundry Dan. How are you, dudes? Howdy. Uh, skeleton expert, Cron signing in. All right, cool. Dan, Freaking what? excited. Ooh, that's Ooh. good. Whoa. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. When did you come up with that? Just now. That's Dude, that's good. You should put yeah. that on a t-shirt, dude. Yeah, man. It's F R I. E-D-K-I-N, excited. Yeah, so you just spell his name? Yeah, the director's <laughs> name. Yeah. That's what I did. You you, you almost burned down the bit with, with that part. Oh, well, you know, a lot of people listen. We're, I don't know who we're Friedkin excited here on the podcast, the return of William Friedkin. We had previously covered Sorcerer. It's a five-star banger. Absolutely. Bow, bow, bow. Love that fucking movie. It's great. The best. The best freaking movie. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so far. Good, so dude. far. I'm, I got to tell you, dudes, I went down a rabbit hole this week. A of, freaking rabbit hole? Yeah. A freaking deep rabbit hole. Um, this is what I've learned about William Friedkin. He tells a lot of the same stories. Over and over and over and over again. 
Mm -hmm. But those stories are incredibly entertaining. His Fernando Ray story is funny as hell. Him he's bitching. Got him, he, he's got him down to beat by beat. Oh, you know? yeah. He's done him so many times. Uh, anytime he has to talk about dealing with actors, he constantly talks about how great Tommy Lee Jones is and how annoying Benicio Del Toro was. Um, and the, the man absolutely loves the Blu-ray technology. He loves digital, dude. Yeah, he loves it. It's it's a nice counterpoint to a lot of like the film buffs, you know, like when he goes on in one of the interviews I watched, he was just talking about like, Hey, every time you run a 35 print, it gets scratched. It gets dirt. If you want purity, you got to watch a beautiful blue Ray. Like he just, he loves it. So I'd highly recommend listening to his, uh, Mark Marin interview. Dan and I were talking about it before the record. I thought it was a, Stellar interview. Um, Kron, you've listened to his audio book, right? No, I own uh, his book, but oh, okay. the, the Friedkin Connection. And I've read I read a, like a good chunk of it um, and then kind of skipped around to, you know, figure out what, what parts were appealing. Okay. It's a pretty thick book. I mean, guy's got a lot to say. Yeah. Jade took that, up two, two pages, so. Is that thick with the two Cs? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there's a big ass on the back of the book, dude. <laughs> Sexy as hell. The front is is him kind of like leaned over, so you just see his face, but the back is, he's laying down, dude. You just get <laughs> cheeks. Dan, what's your, what's your uh, thoughts on Friedkin? Um, well, this week I did look at the filmography and I was like, man, this motherfucker has done a lot more than I th thought he has. Yeah. So, and I did some extracurricular reading and shit like that. So some of the stuff that they mentioned, some of the movies, I was like, yeah, that sounds kind of crazy. Maybe I should watch that one. <laughs> I know a few were on Tubi, so. Yeah, I might've, I might've. Unlock some. I mean, you'd think I would have already unlocked it with Sorcerer, but I did like really fully watch The Exorcist this year, so it might be time to to check out some of his stuff. So, to live and die in L.A., I've never seen, and it, me, it's like super hard to find. So it's a good one. Karan has you, it. Right? You got that digitally? You ripped yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. Maybe you want to watch it? Maybe I'll. I don't know. Should we do it for the show? We can. I figured it would be on Kron's list. Is it too good? For, of, or, is, it a, is it a five day rentals or is it a. It's not. It's, I want to call it a five, a five star. star. Okay. Well, then let's just do it for the show. Okay. And if you got it digitally, maybe I'll pick it. Yeah. I got it. We can uh, cover it. Open call to anybody that listens. Uh, we're trying to Send find. Send us money. Yeah. Send us money and or send us nudes. Sh should we ask? <laughs> no, well. I'll wait. I'll wait. The thing that we've been trying to find this week. We'll wait. We'll wait. That's I, crazy I, that you can't find that. I messaged yeah. a guy about it that does bootlegs and he was like, I don't know the anyone that has that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. Huh. Let's quit. Let's quit being cryptic. All right. Um, Kron, this is your category. Never rub another man's rhubarb. 
Mm-hmm. Last week we did uh, Brian De Palma's Body Double, an incredible movie. <laughs> I didn't really ask a question. I'm sorry. It was, no, it was just, a just a tea, pause. Just a tee up. Yeah. Um, but we're it's it's mostly the erotic thriller. That's that's what this category is. Just an open ended erotic thriller. Rawr. This was definitely a VHS cover. I think I talked about this in last week's After Showers that I just always remember. That green stands out. The back of Linda uh, Fiorentino. I'm going to just refer to her as Linda through this so I don't step over her last name. And then David Caruso was always like I was aware of NYPD Blue, but a little too young at the time to pay attention to it. But I was aware of the ordeal around him, like doing one season, breaking out on NYPD Blue and then saying like, well, fuck that. Let me launch into a, a film career and. This might not have been the best choice to sort of try to launch that thing. Maybe for anyone involved. That's true. Um, Michael Bean popping up in this was kind of shocking. The fucking colonel from Rambo as the governor of California was kind of cool, too. And then his assistant guy is uh, Fight Club, right? He's a dude that's in a lot of Fincher shit. And there was one other person. I'll tell you who's great in this. Um, Vasco, the detective Vasco, the like older. Yeah. Ken King. Bigger Petey. guy. White haired guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Petey. Petey. Yeah. Not a lot of Ken credits. King. He has like two or three credits. So in the freaking style, I'm guessing maybe he was like a real fucking cop or. You see that? A That's sound. a harmony pillow. <laughs> oh, save it. Save it. <laughs> Save it, my man. Uh, anything else up top? We got any business? So this will be coming out a week before, what, two weeks before Christmas. We're in the holiday season. Uh, Dan, your pick will be the Christmas release. So remember that. Oh, so make oh sure my. it's got Christmas stuff in mm-hmm. it. <laughs> make sure it's an erotic thriller you could watch with your family. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I do have the pick tonight, uh, gentlemen. Don't worry. I can't wait. I can't wait. Are we going to have a rewind? Is the rewind going to start off 2023? Uh, I believe we will do the thing. We'll start off 2023. I thought we were doing a rewind first. I, the rewind should be released in 2023, right? Yeah, it will be. You want to do the rewind first? Look at the schedule. I we should talk we about this. <laughs> we're Instead of trying to find that particular piece of media that we can't find, we should probably talk business every All once right. in a while. The piece of Figure media. Figure out our own schedule. If yeah. anyone out there has a bead on Thunder in Paradise, the TV show, <laughs> it ran for one season. It starred Hulk Hogan. Uh, we want to find it and watch it, and we can't find Ooh. it. Who owns USA Network? Universal. I think so it has to be with Universal. NBC Universal. Universal. Not necessarily because... What's NBC? Peacock? There, yeah. That's Have the Universal. NBC Peacock? Universal. It's not, it's on, not on Peacock. It's nowhere streaming. And it's it nowhere ran on DVD. Because I watched it in syndication, I want to say on TBS or TNT. It was TNT in syndication. Okay. Uh, I now, remember it coming on before. So wrestling. what we 
what we have access to or like the ability to get would be the three movies, which are essentially just three of the two-parter episodes together yeah, like rehashed. So- it's six episodes of the show that have been cut into movies. <laughs> so if you listen to the show and you would. So what we're hinting at is the possibility of just doing, I don't know, 22 episodes on Thunder and Paradise. I don't know how this is going to work, but uh, there might be something else that we cover. I don't know. We'll see. It's it's going to be a new year. We'll see what the, what, what the show brings, but. It's not like we have such a large fan base that if we were to flank or adjust a little bit, we would get a lot of flack. Someone out there has it. (laughs) Yeah. Open call. We need that Thunder in Paradise. They never released on DVD? No. The only one that I saw was like a German. Yep. And it's dubbed. Yeah. Dubbed into German. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Although I would like to hear a snippet of who's dubbing Hogan. Al Vederzain, brother. Brother. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're here to talk 1995's Jade. You guys ready? Ain't so much sauerkraut. I'm bloated now. (laughs) Don't film me from that angle, brother. All right. Too much brat. We got credits over a Chinese symbol and a beautiful James Horner score. David Caruso, Linda Fiorentino, Chaz Palminteri. We start in San Francisco. We start gliding through this mansion decked out with all sorts of Asian artifacts and antiques. We've got pictures of presidents. Reagan. Well. Well. Can we stop that? What? Why do... It's an Why easy, in order to know that this guy's important, that he has to have pictures with fucking presidents? It's it, because it's so easy. It's so they there's just there's millions of pictures of these guys, and you can easily Photoshop your actor into that picture. If, if I was famous, the last thing I'd be putting in frames would be pictures of me and presidents. Well, now. I can think of thousands of other people. To take a picture with besides Obama. Who? Kobe? Kobe? Shit, Kobe's dead. I mean, um, (laughs) who's not Um, dead? Uh, Charles Barkley? Amy Winehouse? Um, That'd be a good one. Shit. Jason Sudeikis. That'd be cool. Jason the serial killer. Cron Howard. I'd like Aww. to take a, a picture with Derek Mears. He's cool. If you guys could take a picture with one celebrity right now, who would it be? You had to hang it in your house, too. So I knew that you're famous. Cron, I bet Dan's answer is Jennifer Lawrence. J Law? Yeah. Who? Who, as we know, is the, the first female action star by the way who she, as we also know I, I would lick v8 juice off of cool that was established in ninja 3 the domination check it out it's out now i pick kurt russell 
Ooh. That's a great pick, Kron. Guy's got a lot of sway. <laughs> That's a solid pick. Everybody still thinks he's cool, no yep. matter what. <laughs> and he is cool. He's fucking cool. I I think along that those lines, like Keanu would be cool. I would do Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah. That's a good answer, too. That's a good one. Where's know. my fucking sunglasses? Would you give him yours? Yeah. It'd be an course. honor. It'd be an honor for you to stretch these out with your giant head. <laughs> I would say I would take a picture with Alec Baldwin, but I would fear for the life of whoever was taking the picture. All right. So Sorry, uh, Lemon. <laughs> uh, uh they did uh Alec uh did interview freaking on here's the thing which is pretty great two bloated psychos yelling at each other let's talk about christ all right as we i read the new testament constantly we start to go through (laughs) yeah fucking freaking loves the (laughs) the teachings of jesus Mm -hmm. all right we start to hear some sort of argument upstairs Really, the only thing you can kind of make out is don't threaten me. We move upstairs. As we move upstairs, at the top of the stairs, we see this mask. Smoking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Because um, when I purchased this for three ninety nine, as I said earlier, it looked like somebody put in a VHS and live streamed it to my Apple TV. Yes, this is. It looked fucking terrible. Fre- Friedkin's not pushing the beautiful Blu-ray. Of uh, of Jade anywhere. This is not a very good um, transfer. I think it looked, need to get in contact. It looked okay on Amazon. It, it was not terrible on Apple. It wasn't a VHS transfer. I wouldn't say it looked terrible, but it's it. Well, did it, you guys watch the director's cut or the theatrical? I watched the director's cut, so I wonder if did you watch theatrical? I watched theatrical, and when I pulled it up on Amazon, it was theatrical HD or director's cut SD only. I watched directors. Yeah, I don't even think we had a choice on Apple. Nope. Yeah, so that excellent point, Kron. All right, let's go watch the standard. I don't think there's going to be much difference in my research. Really, it was just more sex. Tw- 12 minutes, that's it. Okay. That's a lot of sex. <laughs> For who? That's sex three times. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, we got more paintings. You see another three, picture, but I think you meant twelve. <laughs> I think you guys are doing it wrong. God no! Bash! Scream! Bash! Scream! Got some blood oozing up from underneath, like one of those room partitions. We cut to a gala event. David Caruso looks on at some people dancing. He's looking pretty trim standing here at this bar. He's uh, looking like he won't be fooled again. <laughs> God damn. Dan's, br- Dan's on fire. Bring the heat, bro. <laughs> who are you? Yeah. Who, 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 who? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Good night, folks. Yeah, let's call it here. That's that's 20 minutes. That's good. That was Jade. <laughs> All right. Uh, he's specifically watching uh, his this couple, Linda Fiorentino and Chaz Palminteri. These are his friends, cook. Trina and Matt. 
We cut over to there uh, watching them dance. Matt is telling Trina that he wants her to cancel her L.A. trip. Was and Trina this- just an 80s name? You don't hear that anymore. Well, what it's her a full Midwest name's Katrina. Name. Is it Katrina with a K or a C? Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen it with a C. Yeah, I think it's a K. I think now post hurricane Katrina is probably not a very <laughs> popular to a C <laughs> popular name. Yeah. Have people Seven. crunched the numbers? Like, are there any uh, females given the name Karen? Any more like the debt name? Just take a total dive. Probably. Is it like an? an I remember Adolf some Trinas. Kanye. I remember some Trinas in like elementary school and shit. Yeah. And then now, I don't want to see anybody like. Yeah, we're kind of call her Trina. I re- I definitely remember Katrinas or Latrinas. Latrina. <laughs> yeah, I think I went to school with a Latrina and a Latrice that were twins. I know Latrice. I've met Latrice. Latrina just sounds like Latrine. Yeah. That's a poor decision. I'm thinking they started with Latrice and then tried to find what would sort of match. I mean, you really just turn that C 90 degrees. It's Latrina and my son, Portageon. <laughs> In this conversation while they're dancing, uh, Trina also reveals kind of in her way that Matt is a lawyer. David, conveniently playing a character named David, uh, (laughs) he cuts in and slides Katrina away for a twirl, says, thanks for inviting me. She says it was Matt's idea. Is everything Matt's idea? David is paged. He's got a phone call. It's bad news. On his way out, he passes Matt and Trina. Kyle Medford's dead. Giving information out he shouldn't be. Yeah, this is Buddy, though. I mean, (laughs) and also a very high-powered lawyer who hints later on that he's got some crazy sources. Although I I think David is his main source, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, we'll, we'll hold on the twist of this for a little bit. So if I was a top detective, I would have to call you guys and tell you what was up every time? I would hope so. Would hope a that you confide in me, right, and that you rely on me to have your problems because a problem shared is a problem halved. Bones, right? Bones, are you awake? Hey, man, we got this guy in scuba gear. He's fucking killing hookers in Amsterdam. Like, what are what am I supposed to do? He's been leaving shit-filled condoms all over town. Listen, dude. uh... It is two in the morning here, so Mm -hmm. I'll call you back when I wake up, but I would maybe recommend learning how to uh, drive a speedboat. Well, I'm eating cake right now, so I got got to go. The baker's yelling. So why did you call me? (laughs) You told me to call whenever something spicy happened. Yeah, Dan's got a point. If you're going to throw it back in his face like that. (laughs) What? You asked it's him gonna, to call. You told him to call. Bring you and over confide. here. But. I, 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 okay. I did. I did tell you that you could call and confide in me. But if you call while you're eating cake, I express to you that this isn't a good time. And your count, yeah, you're Things countering you're my count over you're, here. You, listen, what it sounds like you're doing is putting up walls. Here, and let you're me, never uh, going to have the breakthrough necessary if we don't get through these walls. So call me, me back. You, uh, 
how to handle this one, Bones. Uh, oh, okay. what kind of cake? Do you, uh, that sounds delicious. Yeah, you're going to do that at two in the morning. Cron. Hey, Cron. Yeah. It's Dan. Hey. Listen, I just got a call, so I threw my dinner out the window when I drove there as fast as I could. Oh, man. As a stone-cold classic cop move, dude. I'm actually eating a piece of cake right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What kind is it? Uh, It's ground cake now because I just threw it out of my window. I'm coming to meet you, dude. Yeah, dude. Grizzly murder. Like, come check this out. Killer with a drill. We're going to call her the killer, the driller killer. The kill drill killer driller. Yeah. I love it. And scene. That's how you do it, Bones. He's farting. No, I'm going to play a game of Marvel Snap while you guys are... Jesus Christ. Dicking around. Nobody likes Marvel anymore, dude. Come on. Yeah, we're uh, EC Comics guys. Or ECW. Trina says that she just saw Kyle Medford. They were talking about acquiring a new Matisse. David shows up on the scene. Corelli, his name is David Corelli. He's an ADA. It is kind of confusing at first. You think maybe he's a detective and it takes like six scenes for you to finally figure out that he's an assistant uh, district attorney. Gets to the scene. The body is strung up on this wall. They don't show too much of it, but it does look kind of good. The, the the way they shoot it and edit this, it's 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 very snappy. I think from you're you're trying to gather that in David's perspective, he's very quick at assessing evidence, and he kind of gets to what he what he needs. Uh, as soon as he walks in the door, like detective, uh, uh, the female detective, I think her name is Detective Heller. She also just starts to like bounce him around, like immediately, like he's up here. You know, kind of quick and to the point. Uh, they found a bloody hatchet. It's already been bagged. They point out a fertility mask. As he starts flashing around the scene, more detectives are rattling off facts. We see Michael Bean and we see another detective, Petey Vasco, I think was his name. David looks around a little bit mm. more. <laughs> uh, he orders some prints to be taken on the toilet. Says maybe the maybe the guy took a piss. Heller hints at... Uh, uh, I thought they were like butt cheek prints. Yeah, maybe it was a she. Dust the toilet for piss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see a tech like walking out with a toilet brush. <laughs> you never know. David looks around some more. Uh, he asks... Has the, the lab Dahmer got caught. <laughs> cleared this room. Uh, he notices on this... Uh, looks like like a, a makeup what do they call those the little desk Van, vanity. vanity vanity and he sees these little metal containers that are all engraved they look like little remember pog holders <laughs> yes that's what i thought these look like they look like pog holders or they look like a fancy weed grinder they'd only hold like three pogs your best, Hi. your best pogs. <laughs> Are you looking for the perfect holiday gift for your loved one this season? Do you love long pubic hairs? Now here at Kay's Jewelry, we can have that all year long with our pubic hair holding cases, 24 karat solid gold. I'm interested in the pubic case. Can I bring my cake inside? 
Yeah, come on in, sir. You want white gold or gold gold? That's how you do it, Bones. Scene. Cool. It's I I think it's a breakthrough that cake is the thing that's it's finally upping your guys' improv game. So mm-hmm. we just had to find the right thing, dude. Yep. So everybody prepare for cake to enter all future bits. It's I, better than I, Applebee's. Shut your fucking mouth. We've nothing. Cake. Nothing caps off a beautiful, savory, perfectly seasoned meal like anyway, a you got these piece of birthday of cake. Yes. So these metal. Hey, it's my fucking episode. God damn it. <laughs> So we got these pieces of hair inside these little metal containers. At first, the first two that he opened, I just thought were hair. Yeah, I did too. Uh, it's it's ultimately David saying, looks like this guy fucking collects pubic hair. I knew so, it was pubes right away. <laughs> you had seen this before. I knew the first time I saw this. <laughs> I Listen. I did... I did the, the Leo thing where I pointed at the screen and I yelled out, that's pubes. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I guess. Why do, why does somebody. did nipples. So why couldn't a guy have <laughs> some fancy. It's, uh, it's, jewelry a, it's an intimate hair, thing. Right. I guess. I mean. I'm sure chicks sell it on OnlyFans oh, and shit all the for, time. I'm sure. I wouldn't. I'm I mean, I'm just guess, I'm just guessing. I don't really know, but that's why it's always dark back there on those shelves. Mm-hmm. It's it's dark in here because my house is 120 years old and there's very limited electricity. I am. I I I burn the pubic hair for light. Okay. <laughs> It must smell great it's, at your it's, house. It's kindling. Cold, wet night like tonight, we're going to need a little fire starter, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking the ginger. It's a nice seasonal pubic hair. An excellent choice, sir. <laughs> Get these to the lab. What a great. How awesome would that be here? If you were the lab guy, you open no. this up and like, what the fuck is this? No, I'm just I'm just saying the the detective or ADA thing to just be able to walk into a crime scene and say, get these to the lab. Make somebody else do all the work for this thing. I think it's just a cool, get these to the lab. Under a nightstand, he finds a small anchor, a cufflink. Now, am I wrong? Is there a literal ding when he sees this? Like in the audio mix, maybe I, it's like it like the cartoon like shimmer ding when he looks down and sees the reflection of this thing. Yeah, you might I, be right. I think when he walks by too, like the light goes in and off of it, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like in a you know a video game when you see oh, a when quest the sniper item. or yeah, oh. like the sniper in Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the little quack. Uh, quack the little quick flash a quack just shorthand it he he pops this thing this cufflink in the pocket of uh, detective heller tells her hold on to it just don't log it yet 
As they leave, Michael Bean starts to give David shit. Uh, he says, you got to be excited for this next year being an election year and all. The next morning, beautiful Chinese garden, David meets with Trina. She wants to chat about Kyle. She warns that this thing is just the tip of, it, of the iceberg. Kyle had some dealings with some some very rough people. He was not very popular. And she's worried about what this investigation is going to open up. David shows up to a court. He drives a uh, awesome little 5.0 Mustang, by the way. Swings into the parking lot, runs inside. He is uh, arguing with a uh, judge about a former witness. Basically doing a good thing. Says, this guy was very cooperative in several of my cases. I would like you to take it easy on him. Judge cuts him the the guy some slack and immediately David asks this witness for some help. And we cut to this witness taking him to a Mahjong game and introduces him to who else? Mr. Wong, a fucking patron saint of this fucking podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Dan, that guy is Egg Shin in Big Trouble in Little China. You know that if you never seen l- it. Let us watch the movie. <laughs> that. W- He's in Tremors. Dan's seen Tremors. He's in Prince of Darkness. He doesn't know this guy's name is Egg Shin and (laughs) Big Trouble. It's Mr. Miyagi. Okay, get it right. So he has this uh, witness uh, interpret for him. He he starts flashing the pubic hair containers. Here's my question. Are those those full? Yeah, that was my (laughs) question. So one... This guy goes on like these are these are very expensive. Somebody these are gifts. Well, they Speci- took they took the real sample out for forensics, but he filled them back up so it's legit. Yeah. yeah. Before he went in, he's like, "Oh shit!" He's it doesn't it feel <laughs> it doesn't feel right without that weight in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got to have. He just knows he's like Bond. James Bond knows when his his gun doesn't have a magazine in it, and and Caruso knows when his pog container doesn't have pubes in it. He's got a bunch of little patches all over his crotch. <laughs> Goes into the bathroom. He's just ripping chunks of pubic mm-hmm. hair out. This would be a great fucking time for us to drop a Manscaped ad. <laughs> Come on. They're paying us. Where you at, Manscaped? We Head down get... to your local Applebee's where you can get a pubic hair in your food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's the given. That's how you get it for free, baby. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is Fridays. What are you talking about? Yeah, bring your own container in and place a couple on top. That's oh, a free that would meal. be convenient as fuck, man. That thing will fit in your pocket. <laughs> Mister Wong tells him that the symbol on one of these means Jade. That's what the cook has. <laughs> fuck this bitch. Dan just uh, motioned the. Sprinkling of the pubes sprinkling of seasoning food. in the form of pubes. All right, Matt drops Trina off at the airport. My uncle went to Korea once. Is what he got back from. Oh, so he's like uh, Tom Sizemore in Saving Private Ryan. Instead of collecting sand or dirt, he collects the fucking pubes of international women. I was thinking more of gremlins he brings back as a Christmas gift. This is dad's purple heart, and this is his case full of pubic hair. 
<laughs> that's Korea. That's Guadalcanal. That's Granada. Moms. What? It's important to note here that Matt and Trina drive a very nice 1992 Ford Thunderbird. They're loaded, man. Oh, hell yeah. David's at Catholic Mass. He bumps into Matt. Matt invites him out for lunch, and eventually this leads to a game of racquetball. Did anybody watch the preview on, like, I guess Bones, did you watch the preview on Apple? Yeah. It's that scene of them in the church. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even say the name of the movie or anything. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, forgive me. I didn't watch the trailer on Apple. I watched the trailer on whatever was on uh, Just Watch. Yeah, the trailer on Apple is just that scene of them talking to each other while they're lighting the candles. Right. You notice that one guy can't get his little stick to go out at first? Yeah, Paul like, Terry. Yeah, yeah, because they're when he's lighting the candle, he has to what do, do they, it like two or three times. Yeah, forgive me, I'm not a Catholic, so I'm not sure what that because they're 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 lighting the candles as prayers. Is that what that is? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> okay, <laughs> sounds great. I want to be respectful. They lighting every candle for every boy they've molested. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Matt and David, or the Catholic Church? It's the Catholic Church. Hey, you can write in. It and, continues. You can write in and correct us, but only if you also have Thunder in Paradise available. That's true. We won't hear your arguments unless we have that first. Mm-hmm. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll consider that a a comment ante. You have to ante up something before you correct us, because as we've complained about, we give this show out for free, and we've gotten nothing in return. I'm okay with that because this is fun. I will tell you, it feels good to be back on our regular record day. Mm-hmm. We had like two weeks Tuesday? there where we were. It's not Tuesday. It feels good to be back in uh, good health, guys. The last month has been terrible. Laundry Dan has not been feeling that well. Well, if you would keep your... Uh, lucky locket of pubic hair on you at all times. It would ward off. He never sent me it. I had to let my pubic hair grow back. Just all the cron takes a while. Cron got the good crop. I got a suitcase full. Of- He's got a full. <laughs> <laughs> way more than I. Buddy's needed. got a fucking uh, prairie growth down there. You know, like that. <laughs> I scorch the earth. It takes a little bit to to pop back up. He's like, I'm sending it to the kids with cancer. All my hair is up on top of my head, buddy. All right. Does it? Does anybody have a manscaped? Like the actual the razor? Like the actual thing? No. No, me neither. I've 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 outgrown that entire process. That's a that's a young man's game, my friend. I use a Bowie knife. <laughs> I figured you just straight razor, bro. Same same principle. That's how sharp he's, my knife is. He's a butterfly knife. <laughs> do you wear a coonskin cap while you do it? Mm-hmm. Does it help you get in the mode? Yeah. 
No, I wear a. And I just, just sing, a sing pop. just squatting over the song. toilet with a Davy Crockett hat, <laughs> whistling a I, tune, and I wear a pot. I shave my pubes, and then I go plant an apple seed in my backyard. I just pull my dick out and yell, "Remember the Alamo!" <laughs> Before you run into a crowd works, of people, <laughs> works every time. Theater's empty after that. <laughs> All right, while they're doing their little prayer candle thing, Matt and David are kind of trading digs here. And in this, Matt reveals that Trina and David, they also have a history. Wait, what? Yep. At the the precinct, David and the detectives are sitting around talking, and it's revealed that they found some photo negatives of something pretty saucy in Kyle Medford's safe. Michael if, Bean is a little good. If he loves digital so much, why weren't those just a thumb drive? <laughs> well, this is 95. 95, Kron. Fuck that. <laughs> if you're going to do it, go all the way, Friedkin. All right. Michael Bean, he's a little, he's the first one to kind of voice concern. These photos are not relevant to this case, but eventually the vibe of everybody else is like, you got to show these things. So, what they reveal, some older dude getting it on with a much younger lady. Obviously, they all know who this guy is, but it's not revealed yet. Cut to quick game of racquetball. During this, Matt says, let me get this right. You have pictures of the governor with some hooker. Later, David these meets guys, with the governor. These guys are playing racquetball in like sweatpants, long socks. They've got on like four shirts each. It's it's a sweat on baby. It's very yuppie like, and then when Mm -hmm. you find out where they went to college, it's like oh yeah, you totally believe it. I would be drenched by the end of that. (laughs) No, yeah, man, feels good though. When was the last time you had like a awesome sweat? I had a sweat. I went and ran today, sweating, And, and you get that that sweaty. The back of my shirt will be like soaked. Oh, damn. If I do three miles, I'll be back and front, whole shirt. Damn. I've never I've never really been a sweater like that. I don't sweat until I get back from running. That's the work. I used to go in the morning, like before work. And I'd work out, and then I would shower, and then by the time I got to work, I'd be <laughs> fucking sweating, sweating, dude. Yep. There's definitely times, like, if I work out in the summer after work, you get a good pump on, you get in the car, and then you drive, like, you get in the car, and it's been, you know, sitting in the sun, and it's 100 fucking degrees. I do enjoy that 20-minute sort of sauna soak in my own car. <laughs> Luckily, the leather seats make it okay. I can kind of just wipe it down if I get real bad, but... <laughs> There's definitely been times like I pull into the driveway and I just sit there for another five minutes. Like, this feels kind of nice. I don't know. So, yeah, I can see them. And these guys probably played a game, you know? It's the ritual of of going to the gym and putting on a thousand points. (laughs) I'm wondering, didn't we have another movie where they played racquetball? 
Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. One of our dedicated listeners, please let us know. It was a... After you give us... (laughs) After you give us a Pacific Blue. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. That's too many seasons, though. That actually ran for a while. The beauty of Thunder in Paradise is it's 22 episodes, in and out. I could have swore that had like six seasons. This is many times as I seen it as as I seen it on TV. Hello, Kaliki Makau, brother. <laughs> Welcome to Paradise. David finally goes and meets with the governor. As we talked about before, I forget the actor's name, but he's the uh, he's Colonel Troutman from Rambo. Great voice on this guy. Was David wants doesn't Caruso in Rambo as well. He is excellent pull there, Dan. He is one of the deputies. That's right. Wants to meet alone with the governor, but the governor insisted his assistant, Bill, be in the room. He says something like, not only does he know where all the bodies are buried, he's the one who created the bodies. <laughs> David present, presents the photos, and immediately the governor's like, get the fuck out of here. Push my meeting. Immediately, the governor starts to threaten David with basically like career sabota- sabotage. Sabotage. Uh, if any anything like this gets out, wouldn't it just be an awful goddamn shame if one hairy little pussy and a thimble full of sperm were to affect the future of this great state of ours? David asks if... Now, I might sweat a lot, but I'm also... I could fill up a rocks glass easy, dude. I mean, <laughs> thimble? He's old. Guy shooting dust. Yeah, I mean, man. He's an older gentleman, Kron. Not everybody shoots ropes like the Five Day Reynolds podcast, okay? You got to hydrate. <laughs> got to eat that celery. Sunflower. Phygum. B12. Holy Grail. Look it up. Take your vitamin C every morning, kids. He asked if Medford tried to blackmail the governor. I do the fucking. I never get fucked. Well, that's not true. We see these photos. This woman obviously fucked you. Because I don't know about you guys. The staging of these photos is quite awkward. I think there was some pegging. It's definitely. It's got some. In her. She's done it before. Some Tommy Wiseau sort of <laughs> off. Like the hips aren't lined up enough. You know. I will say that this is a very lady positive sexual uh videos later on oh yeah yeah the women of the, of, of this movie are uh getting it demanding in, in a way governor keeps the photos sends david on his way yeah, your Do- classic positive trope of a demanding woman <laughs> <laughs> we covered a category demanding women we did go check it out there's a hey Women can do stuff, too. Trina is a doctor of clinical psychology. We see her women giving a speech get at some... What? <laughs> said women can get domed, too. Yeah. She's giving a speech at some corporate gig. She goes on about hysterical blindness that sometimes uh, people don't even realize what they're doing. They snap. They're just like you and me. And they, have, they succumb to this thing. That we call hysterical blindness. 
David is at a bar. He's given his fellow ADA some advice on how to deal with their asshole boss. And then he gets some shit from a former juror that was on one of his cases. Trina gets some flowers from Matt at her hotel. She gives him a call at his office, gets the machine. She starts leaving a kind of a nice message. And then it's revealed on the other end that Matt's just standing there listening to the, the message. But he's not alone. He walks out to the balcony. He gets some shit from some random woman that uh, immediately starts blowing him. Nice balcony BJ. DA's office. Nice. David's getting his ass chewed about going to see the governor. So he's here with the DA. The DA wants David off the case. David counters and says, I will go public if I'm forced off this case. You know what's funny? I used to like you. One of the detectives, Vasco, tells David that they ID'd the girl in the photos with the governor. Her name's Patrice Jacinto. Has a juvenile record of solicitation and recently had two $10,000 deposits in her bank account. Helicopter drops David off in Vasco. Uh, Why? What? The helicopter? Yeah. I don't know because he drives to this location later and gets there in under an hour. So it does seem a a bit excessive. I mean, you got it. (laughs) Yeah, but... I agree. How much it just budget was it that? just makes for a more How cinematic entrance, yeah. Um, so they arrive cliffside, beautiful house. This thing it is owned like a dangerous by spot Medford for that helicopter to land because it's yeah, it's right on the cliff. Yeah. Hey, guy's a pro. <laughs> I will say yes. You got to You got to be cocky to be a fucking helicopter pilot. This is not the helicopter pilot from Action USA, that's for sure. That guy was a good pilot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just let people dangle a body out of the And he ran out of he gas. He ran out of gas. Oh, he landed. It's a terrible pilot. <laughs> the, the helicopter pilot in Stone Cold was better than that guy. I, don't, I mean, the guy who let his helicopter get hit by a motorcycle? Hey, he couldn't help that. I would say that this guy is the best helicopter pilot we've seen. Yes. He, he delivered his people, he landed, and he got the fuck out. So you're, I agree. Dan, the one in Stone Cold sucks. Do you know, down at the at the helicopter pilot bar, you would never stop hearing about it, that a motorcycle hit your helicopter in the air. <laughs> you think that's like a, a sub of like Top Gun movie? <laughs> You know, it was a good helicopter. Dues? A good helicopter pilot was uh, Two Faces goon in the beginning of Batman Forever. We've never covered that movie. What are you talking about? Yeah, we have. It's a seven star movie. It because he he pulls that safe out, That's which true. is pretty that cool. Was... And really, the only reason he gets killed is because Two Face shoots him while he's trying to shoot at the bat. Yeah, Cron Ninja Three. They're terrible. Bushwick. They're terrible. I think. To be fair, the one in Ninja 3 gets a throwing star in the jugular, so (laughs) he's dead by the time. From a toe throw. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Check out Ninja 3. That's pretty embarrassing. (laughs) Man, do we need a helicopter movie list? It would be all but like six of the movies we've covered. (laughs) That makes it easy. I'm trying to think of another one. 
it'll come to you. All right. So this house was owned by Medford. The, most of the other detectives in the lab, they're already there. Turns out this house is just full of sex stuff. We got oils, drugs, dildos, and a harmony pillow. <laughs> this pillow allows for deeper penetration by positioning both partners most advantageous, advantageously. It raises the female hips, facilitating male entry. You can inflate the pillow to varying degrees of hardness or softness while enjoying the thrill of rotary and floating action. How does he know Pe- all that? <laughs> he read it. He's reading it. I'm get- There's some sort of instruction on the tag or oh, something. I thought he was just, <laughs> I got I got a few of these at home. <laughs> it, Pe- would, it would be great if he like broke the fourth wall and started to do like a fucking ShamWow or like OxyClean style. PD is hands down the best guy they got. He's just rolling through this house, touching dildos and shit. He like doesn't give a bare fuck. hands. He does everything he's assigned to. He is, yeah, he's a, he's a solid cop. Crystal Beluga Wolfgang Puck. It's a fuck house. <laughs> Vasco says, not just that. Look at these two cameras. They find some burned up tapes in the fireplace. Maybe the lab can do something again. How how awesome. Yeah, have the fucking lab guys do it. They go over to the neighbor who doesn't spy on the fuck house, despite the fact that he has a telescope and he can identify several people that have regularly visit, visited the house. How does he... I, if you're looking through a telescope, I, I don't know. This guy is like, oh, I've seen he that He looks girl, at definitely. their faces. <laughs> it's not... Unlike- it's also not that far of a walk. Like, you don't need a telescope for that distance, I guess. All right. he He's able to ID Patrice. With this information, uh, following this information, they also look up the Chinese beauty parlor. Or parlor that's... Uh, Paula. <laughs> at the Paula. Chinese beauty parlor uh, that Patrice works at. Vasco and David, they show up. They ask for Patrice, who immediately runs away. She runs through alleys, through theaters, through the backstage dressing rooms, finally into a subway where David is able to tackle her. Get the fuck out of here. This is a sandwich establishment. There's a funny part where he tackles her, but I think like, you know. She gets away. Well, he was like hyped up for sure doing the scene, but it's like, I'm sure in the script they wrote God damn it once, but. When you watch it in the movie, yeah, he's like, God damn it, Patrice, God damn it, stop, God damn it, (laughs) God damn it. Well, in my Friedkin deep dive this week, the guy loves the first take. That's Mm -hmm. where you get the spontaneity, so (laughs) you're you're absolutely right. It was probably a God damn, and he might have actually hurt himself because we cut to the basement uh, interrogation room slash firing range. That's what I was going to ask. Did they beat this chick? I th- I think we're to imply that that's from the stairs, like when he tackled her on the stairs, because when David comes down the stairs into the room, he's got kind of a limp, too. Well, he's got a scar or a yeah. scratch on his face as well. But this... The basement firing range interrogation room, it has like a special task force 
feel to it. You know, it'd be something in like a Gerard Butler movie where his, you know, his special Metro tactical unit, like where they would, it'd be their little HQ. But David oh, comes down. Good, uh, good picture to take a picture with. Gerard, Gerard Butler. Butler, yeah. So you yeah, take a you take a picture of a picture of a Gerard picture Butler and put it in a picture frame. Yeah. Wow. Uh, my wife uh, decided that she's sending out holiday greeting cards. Oh, fucking hell! So prepare. I'm sure she's going to say, "Hey, we've got enough. Let's send." Are whatever. you on it, or is it just like her and the the pets? I wish I wasn't on it. I'm in one of the photos. The majority of the photos are pets and her. So I got down to just, I mean, uh, I'm in two of them, but my face is only really visual or you can see my face only in one of them. But anyway, she's doing the template online, like the preset template. And the one that she selects is uh, announcement photos or it's an announcement card, but she changed it to make it very like seasonal. But you know how, just like a a picture frame at a store, it's going to come with stock photos inside of it. And this had stock photos of a Asian American baby, and goddamn, I just wanted her to keep one of those. <laughs> I wanted like pictures of us and the dogs, and then just one of this smiling Asian baby. But she would not <laughs> fold, so she let me choose a lot of the language, which was very bland. Like literally, the thinking of the card is just we're sending you a card. What up? <laughs> yeah. How how how. No, I, we were very, like, we, it was she, probably, whenever, an, it was, it was 90 minutes of us, like, trying to, like, nail the, the vernacular of the thing, and we ultimately just decided with, we are sending you this card, and then on the back, it has a little seasonal greeting, but, looks great, I look great, my wife looks great, my dogs are adorable, the cat had to be photoshopped in into one of the things, because he's an <laughs> asshole, but. We'll be the judge of that. Yeah. Please enjoy this container of pubic hair. <laughs> yeah. Oof. When Rach does it, she's like, well, what do you... I said, make sure it says happy holidays and not Merry Christmas. Because fuck that. And she's like, you're such an asshole. Because there's a war on Christmas, guys. Mm-hmm. And you're on the front line, dude. Ours is no pictures, just Bible quotes. <laughs> you and the other 38% of the United States, I guess. It doesn't take much for David to convince Patrice to play ball. He runs this little scenario. Yeah, go call your lawyer. Tell your lawyer that there's photos of you fucking the governor, and your lawyer is going to tell you to go fuck yourself. Patrice immediately spills that she met Kyle. He offered her a job sleeping with some guys. She hints, I'm not really into guys. I like women mostly. She starts to highlight one particular popular lady known as Jade. Like pretty much every guy she slept with would just dream about Jade. And they would want to do things to her that Jade would let them do. Anal. Yeah, but she don't take it like that. She never met her, but she admits that she once saw her. She liked the, uh, She saw her, noticed like she had great legs, really started to like the sound of this jade lady. In the parking she's lot. Like she's got a crush. Yeah. 
David's car is leaking something. Turns out to be fucking brake fluid. And this results in David, his car starts to careen down the hills of San Francisco. He tries the parking brake, but nothing. Eventually has to slam the gear shift into park just before avoiding a school bus. Hard right turn, flips over. David wakes up in the hospital. Crash looks great, by the way. Does Patrice even matter in this movie? Yeah, later on, she's, well. Yeah. Diablo. Yeah. yeah. We'll get there, but I don't think so. <laughs> I would say so. What doesn't matter in this movie is David Caruso. He does. I, he doesn't really do anything that affects, like, he doesn't really figure anything out. The, the, the stuff just happens and it all would have happened the same way yeah no I'm saying the throughout the whole movie I d- say fuck David Caruso get Petey in let's follow fucking Petey yeah mm-hmm. that's the story the Petey movie David wakes up at the hospital house full of sex pillows <laughs> probably got a smoking hot wife over there he probably invent or invested in the harmony pillow after this case mm-hmm I can't butt plugs one of those. Hey, babe, I got something. Pulled it from evidence. <laughs> yeah, when David wakes up, uh, Vasco's got the brake line. Somebody cut your brake line. That's how good he is. Mm-hmm. Why did you pr- fucking bring that in here? <laughs> a-, a picture would have been fine. Um, Matt is meeting with a client. He and it's now a, gonna, David, very, you want me to take a picture of my iPhone? <laughs> Now it's going to cost a lot more for the mechanic to put it back on, I'll tell you that. (laughs) But I ripped it off, so you can see it yourself. If we had had PD on this, this movie would have been 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. We're with uh, Matt meets with the client. uh, The whole point of this scene is basically just to show how fucking confident and awesome of a lawyer that Matt is. He's got some corporate guy that's concerned about something and... Matt plays the favor card and push over and blah, blah, blah. And we see the former uh, fellow ADA calendar. He's letting like, David know that they managed. What? I think in that lawyer scene uh, for Dan, there is a part where he's like, I know Harry Lawton. He's a bullshit artist. <laughs> yeah, I did write bullshit artist down. And I said, you're a bullshit artist. There's nobody else down here when I said it. It was really weird at the end of the movie where they all start screaming hootie tootie. <laughs> Judy, dis- Disco, Disco cutie. cutie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they let David know that they managed to match one of the prints on the hatchet. And sure enough, it matches with one Anna Katrina Maxwell. God, I thought he was going to say Violent J. You know who that is, Kron? Violent J? Yeah. From ICP. <laughs> okay. Uh, counterpart to Shaggy 2 Dope. There you go. Whoop, <laughs> whoop. All right. So at this point, uh, they show the picture of Anna Katrina Maxwell. It's a younger Trina. But they, they show you. They don't really say much after this, though. ADA seems like they are still trying to find her, but we know. David goes back to the spying neighbor. He throws out some more photos. Sure enough, the spying neighbor, he IDs, yeah, he saw Anna Katrina Maxwell as one of the guests. Now, before the, the detectives decide to bring in Trina, David informs Matt 
He says they need to question Trina. Obviously, Matt isn't too pleased about this, but he invites David and the the detectives over to their house for lunch the next day because, as we know, Trina, she's still got to get back from L.A. anyway. They also discuss here that they the cops have some blood from one of uh, that's different from Medford's as well. The next day at the Gavin Mansion, which is a fucking giant mansion, by the way, like uh, it it seems beyond like he just made his fortune as a lawyer. I'm guessing Matt is from wealth or something. Their living room literally has, I don't know, 48 chairs in it (laughs) and three full size trees. Mm -hmm. And it's just them two. Yeah. And a maid. Uh, David shows up. He's with Petey, Michael Bean. Cops are pretty thorough. We cut through this interview to show the passage of time. They even do a cool little trick here where Trina has to turn on the chandelier as it gets later into the day. She's got no alibi between her meeting Medford and the gala event on the same day. Uh, She goes on that she worked with Medford. They were on the board of the art museum. That was the bulk of, of their ever meeting. And the only time she had any one-on-one interaction was when she went over to his house that day to discuss, uh, was it a new Matisse painting that they were trying to acquire? Mm-hmm. Cops are trying to be pretty thorough. They're asking diplomatic questions, pushing her back. Finally, David just has to like come in and be blunt Asked if she ever had a sexual relationship with him. She counters, I told you I didn't have a social relationship with him, and I would consider sex a social act. Burn. Burn. On a walk later, Matt and Trina, um, they're like walking. I mean, these are grounds, like a fucking pond and all sorts of landscaping and shit. Having a nice little walk. He basically tells her, hey, this thing's going to get bigger. And considering that Medford has photos of things, it seems like he was running some sort of shakedown. She asks how he knows this. I have my sources. Later this evening, they have some incredibly sad sex, which I'm just going to blow right over because it's depressing as hell. The nerds at the lab, they've managed to salvage some, some of the tape that they found in that fireplace. We used a software algorithm, the lab tech says. Cool. It's 95. You got to throw some tech stuff in there. That's what I I wrote that line down to. (laughs) Uh, It's a fuck tape, all right. And who else could it be? It's Trina. And this is an aggressive sex tape. Um, (laughs) We really don't identify Trina until she's bent over in front of the camera. Um, The three detectives are just watching on and joy here. Uh, Vasco even says, boy, it's a hell of a country, huh? Later from his office, David witnesses Michael Bean having an argument out in the parking lot with the governor's assistant, Bill. David gets a request to meet Patrice about Jade. David tells, and this is where I, I don't know if this is connected. The assistant that tells David about the Patrice meeting, is this the lady that blew Chaz out on the balcony? Because they had I a think ver- so. Yeah, because... I was I noticed that too when I watched it this time. I was like, if they're not the same woman, then 
someone in casting fucked up because yes it looks like they're wearing the exact same clothes they have the same hair like it looks they look like the same yeah and i think those are literally the two scenes that they're in Mm. Uh, david tells her yeah let's meet at this restaurant sadly this is not a reasonably priced applebee's it's some highfalutin Mm. up your ass italian fare it's olive garden no, get that shit out of here. While he's sitting enjoying his coffee, your endless breadsticks have arrived. <laughs> David looks across the street. He sees a, a a quick flash of a brunette woman. Gets his attention for a second, but then he also notices Patrice making her way through the park. Now, uh, there's a theme in this movie, and that's that white people just don't give a shit about Asian Americans and just blow through their activities they run through their chinese theaters through their mahjong uh, games do their mahjong games through their dressing rooms through their tai chi and then uh, climaxing in one of the most tense car chases through an alley ever but uh, that was one of my big takeaways from this movie was was how rude all of these people were to asian americans as she's about to cross the street towards the restaurant, she's immediately ran over by a black Ford Thunderbird. And not just once. This car runs over her, goes down, quick Yui, and then comes back, finishes the job. David runs out, yells at a crowd of people, get the fuck back, call an ambulance. He hops in his Taurus, makes chase. Guys, this fucking car chase is awesome. Taurus isn't going to keep pace with that Thunderbird dude. Hey, that's probably a, a federal issue or, you know, cop issue Taurus. You know, mm. on loan. You think the gotta, DA's office gets like a bland Taurus, like not an interceptor? Got to look at your environment as well, man. We got a lot of hills in San Francisco. Yeah, you need that wide wheelbase. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty incredible first act of this chase. I, it's it's a nice three-act structure to this chase, I think. In this first act, we're going over the hills. We are fucking launching every time they go over a hill. They are getting 15, 20 feet of air and smashing down. He loses the car for a second, but eventually sees the Thunderbird. He's like They pull down this one-way, like no exit, uh, and... He's kind of up on this embankment behind this chain link, gets out of the car, can't fucking see the the Thunderbird. Thunderbird manages to drive by on like a lower street. So he hops back in the car and then just drives down this grassy hill, catches up with the Thunderbird. I recognize they, that chain link, by the way. I got stuck there before. <laughs> Figures. I thought for sure, actually, when they... The first time I was watching it and he turned onto that street, I thought, oh, fuck, are they going to that that famous windy road that you see in like every – because, I mean, Friedkin is a fucking bullet hound. He loves bullets, so I'm sure he was like chomping at the bit to do a fucking San Francisco chase scene. And I think – isn't Dirty Harry also in San Francisco? Or is Bullet L.A. Dirty Harry San Francisco? The Dirty Harry San Francisco because yeah. it's Zodiac. 
he catches back up. killed one person in San Francisco. Oh, was Zodiac the inspiration for the Dirty Harry killer? Yeah. The sniper? Okay. I didn't know that. Well, you're, you're you, I mean, you are, you're really into the Zodiac. I think it was also the inspiration for that Fincher movie. Oh, yeah. Oh. Is that the same name, yeah. I don't Wait, know what? if you guys... I'm kind of a movie buff, so... <laughs> yeah, I probably watch like one movie a week. <laughs> We're stopped at this uh, intersection. Red lights, both cars blocked. David's able to kind of discern that based on the traffic, odds are this Thunderbird's going to turn left and go down this alley, which it does. David follows. This alley happens to be the home of a uh, a glorious uh, Chinese parade. We got the dragons. We got floats. We got dancers, guys on stilts. This Thunderbird does not give a shit. It is just blasting through people. David's trying to be as careful as possible. Obviously, the onlookers are getting a little frustrated. His car is getting surrounded. It is tense as fuck. The camera inside the car, seeing Caruso, like, freak out. Uh why didn't There's he a, have a little uh, bubble light? A little gumdrop? Yeah. I think because he's just a district attorney, he probably shouldn't be doing this. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I think Kron brought us the slowest car chase ever. I, I can't think. remember what movie it was, but I think this takes the cake. This is the slowest car chase through this parade of people. Here you go with fucking cake again. (laughs) I get it. You guys figured out how to talk to each other. It's fine. Classic movie trope that I'm giving this. This car breaks vases. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. All right. After I'm, I'm, I'm guessing a dozen people died. In this chase here, at least. Uh, they finally get out of this this alley. They continue, and the end of the chase ends at a dock. Now, David loses the Black Thunderbird. He's cruising okay. down this dock with this warehouse. It's got several open doors and several unhoused people who, who can't even be bothered to just give a little thumb... He couldn't there even roll there. the window down and there be like, hey, did you guys see a you black get- car come through yeah. here? Hey. ACAP. You got <laughs> fucked. You don't help the law. <laughs> he, yeah. Fucking that's talk true. These motherfuckers. That's true. <laughs> Keep your yeah, mouth shut. <laughs> you didn't yeah, see guess, shit. Yes, you're right. I'm on it. I got it. I am. Yep. Okay. I got you. So this is, this is pretty cool. So there's multiple doors. There's about a dozen doors that are kind of half open. And David is able to to see in this warehouse as he's cruising down this dock, but he can't really make out. It's not super well lit inside the warehouse. And he's doing pretty much the best you could do in this situation. He's kind of going slow. He's trying to look inside. He goes past like the fifth door and the Thunderbird bolts out and T-bones his car and just flips him off the dock and right into the drink. And guys, it's time for us to go throw some pee in the drink. 
All right, welcome back. When we left off, David had just totaled another car. Probably why he can only get those Tauruses. <laughs> yeah. What do we know so far? So a guy named Kyle Medford was murdered. The last person to see Kyle Medford was Dr. Katrina Maxwell, wife to famous criminal defense attorney named Matt, who happens to be the best friend of the assistant DA, who's also working the case. The governor has been blackmailed, apparently, by Kyle Medford in some photos with a woman named Patrice, who had just been murdered by a uh, black Thunderbird. David made pursuit on this black Thunderbird, like we said, ends up in the water. I love the one of the unhoused guys. What's he yell to him? Man, you fucked you up. Fucked. Oh, and uh, don't forget Harvey Dent just got uh, his face burned. Half of it. Oh, that's right. That's right. And finally. And Harvey Milk stood on a soapbox. Maggie Gyllenhaal is out of the movie. Oh. All right. We're at Patrice's autopsy. David confronts Bean about knowing Bill, the governor's assistant. Now, the autopsy, the guy doing the autopsy just continues with the autopsy, just continues recording while six feet away, the assistant DA and two detectives are basically, they're physically fighting each other, but the autopsy continues. Detective Heller she then starts to ask David about this anchor cufflink. What's it mean? I don't know. I don't know. It's. Uh, then she, oh, and this she then asks, like, is it true that you had a former relationship with Mrs. Gavin with Trina? Yeah. That lady's got it, crazy hair, like a like a big poof kind of. Th- it looks like it's a uh, the lady from Ninja Three. <laughs> Yeah, it 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 veers on wig. Mm-hmm. You're um, talking about the dead lady? No, no the, the lady de- who has the cufflink. Lady detective. Detective Heller, I think. I tried, right, dead I tried to look her here. up to see where I recognized her. I think she was in uh, Star Trek. Her name's Heller Highwater. <laughs> our, our body here is a body double. Cron. It's Wait, not, what? It wasn't Dan's, the actress. Dan's, he's, is Holly body? <laughs> no, the lady that was laying. It's not Angie Everhart. Table. It's not her. Okay, it's a body double. All right. the The detectives have located the dude that was in the fuck tape with Trina. They interview him along with his lawyer. He admits to the hookup, and then also admits that Kyle Medford blackmailed him, and he paid the. $100,000. He just didn't realize that there were fucking other copies of the thing. The DA doesn't really want to pursue Katrina. He's obviously fucking nervous about her husband. He'll eat us alive. He doesn't think she's the culprit, but the stack of evidence is just too much. Eventually, he just gives in. And I think the thing that finally breaks it over is like they talk about all the other evidence and then they say, well, what fucking cars do the Gavin's own. It's like a Range Rover, a BMW or something. And before Heller even finishes the third one, Bean's like a black Thunderbird. 
Like, well, pretty fucking obvious. Millions. Yeah. Oh, definitely. David heads back into his office and he sees that Calendar, the other ADA, and Bill, Governor's assistant, are having a conversation. And Bill just directly asked David, well, like, hey, now that she's fucking dead, can we get the negatives from the governor's photo shoot? Like, they're not relevant anymore. Like, the governor would like these. He tells him to fuck off. Matt and Trina, they're shown the tape at an interview. Trina finally admits to the affair. It was a one-time thing. But she denies going by or knowing of Bullshit. Quick little thing here where Michael Bean gets a page and leaves. And then when he comes back in the room, he comes back in right as Matt and Trina storm off. I do think Chaz Palminteri is really good in this scene. Um, especially when you sort of know the twist, like how he's having to play like he's seeing this thing for the first time, which he's not. Diablo spoilers. Um, and Linda Fiorentino is really good, too. But they storm out finally. Uh Bean going out and coming back in, this kind of hints to David. He knows that there's somebody in the watch room on the other side. He storms in. It's Bill, the fucking governor's assistant guy. And Bill reveals that the DA thought it would be a good idea that I monitor this. So hinting at the governor also getting to the DA at this point. Cut to. Is there anything that Bones has said that is different from the theatrical version or no or no i mean not like plot wise um okay i think you alluded to earlier that there might have been a photo of pegging which i don't think is that was a joke (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) the photos with the governor are probably the same it's like he's kind of on his side making generic ecstasy face mm-hmm. and the the and Patrice is just kind of like her boobs in his crotch well, like you it's guys the same four photos kind of you guys didn't get her pissing on Donald Trump what <laughs> yeah I'm guessing Maybe they show less of the of the Trina tape. Yeah, there's probably less of that. There's a. I wonder shot, if it's later on, and then the later, the, yeah, yeah, when she's taking it out. There's okay. a shot earlier too where she's just kind of like hanging out on a chair, and you see her ass. But I yeah, was wondering get, in the directors if there was like you know more to that scene. I don't. No, I don't think so. Okay, she's sort of on her side, naked, talking on the phone. Camera kind of comes up and pans over. Yeah, yeah. you kind of comes see back around like the backside of her, though. Yeah. Okay, so that's I, the same, I guess. I, in it, aware of how subjective this might sound, I would say, considering that this is supposed to be like uh, a high nineties erotic thriller, I feel like. She, there's much more of her in Last Seduction than there is in this. Mm-hmm. Um, visually, but I would say the representation of what she's doing in this, some people might consider to be more graphic. So it's an interesting. I mean, they do play the pube thing here 
legit because you do see pube in the last seduction and you don't in jade well you see it in all those little yeah those little containers yeah (laughs) so really there's way more pubes in this movie Mm mm-hmm boxes full of them dan (laughs) how are we not signed yet what's what's the prop conversation (laughs) when you're trying like (laughs) like i guess it's probably cool that it's friedkin who's who seems pretty chill like i'm not worried about that i want this to look a certain way like jeff jeff what kind of hair is this well that's a possum well i think that shit will work yeah (laughs) dye it black like imagine a Wes Anderson Jade. Like the pew conversation is six months. Mm-hmm. Who is the lady that tweeted Wes Anderson's Christmas tree? Just stresses me out. <laughs> that's that's like one of the best tweets I ever seen. Back when Twitter was a thing. Yeah, it died. Join our Discord instead. The Thunderbirds found out in the woods. No plates or anything. They're unsure if some of the blood that's on it is just paint. But uh, David's pretty sure this is the fucking car. This is the car, Petey. But it's not Gavin's Thunderbird. I found that car in the woods and stashed a couple cans out there. (laughs) Probably got hot in the sun. Patrice finally, or Matt finally, Patrice, Jesus Christ. Matt finally confronts what? Trina. She's back? Yeah, she's alive now. <laughs> no, I'm just scrolling and my cursor was up by Patrice's name. All right. Matt finally confronts Trina about the affair, but she hits back knowing of his adultery. At his apartment, David looks over some files. He's got a, a yearbook there. He starts flipping through. We're seeing him at Stanford, him with Matt, him with Trina and Matt. And then finally, the wedding photos. How Trina long has this love triangle been going on? <laughs> For some time. I mean, they're they're what in their forties, mm-hmm. so they've known each other most of their lives at this point. Get over yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Move David. On, David's David Caruso, good looking guy. He's got great career, but I mean, like Patrice said. Guys just fucking love Jade, man. This prompts him to get up. He goes to his his dresser. What does he pull out? An anchor cufflink. Matt and Trina are getting it on. He's eating her stomach. Doesn't look very, very sexy here. Um, Zombie. Speak for yourself. (laughs) She says, what? Did the tape turn you on? Don't you ever talk to me like that again, he threatens. Knock on David's door. It's Trina. She tries to seduce David. I think this is the sexiest part of the movie when they're sitting on this couch. She admits to the the multiple affairs. He says, like, how'd you let them do this to you? She's like, ah, fuck that. I liked it. Uh, I was in control. The only thing I didn't know about it was the taping. But she's starting to fear for her life. She says, I know too much. You know, they killed Medford. They killed the girl. They're going to come after me next. Have a little makeout session on the couch. David's like, don't do this. Come on. Don't put me in this position. Back and forth. You think he's going to go through with it? He says, this kind of changes things. 
He says, you killed Medford. She slaps him in the face and leaves. The fuckhouse neighbor is found dead. David shows up on the scene. He's still warm. Yeah, the brother found him. He's only been killed or he's only been dead for an hour. Well, who was David just with an hour ago? He runs to the phone. Heller's like, what are you doing? This is Trina. We should bring her in. He says, nope, she was with me. He calls Matt's house. He gets the housekeeper. He says, hey, when Matt gets home, have him call me. I'm heading to my apartment. He gets to his apartment. Or no, before then. What's that? Phone's been, who knows how long it's been ringing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But sorry, there's one, well, I would say an important thing. But while, so when Trina left David's place and David gets the call to go see the, uh, the spying neighbor, uh, Trina meets just some random guy, I guess for a fuckathon, And we get, I, I think this is a lot of like the enhanced director's cut. Cause this thing feels like 12 minutes. Oh, okay. This feels like a two minute. <laughs> oh no, there's, there's a lot here. She's and stepping on his dick. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of, like I'm, I'm sure you they get like the image from the cover, the cover yeah, of yeah. her up against the wall you on see the that bed. Part. You get a lot of that. You get a lot of the guy. Like you see his cock sock several times. Like you see the the skin flesh G th- like G string that he's got. Um, but computer enhance. <laughs> they're going at it, and Dan screamed at his TV for. <laughs> Use a software algorithm and enhance. All right. Uh, she's Just having a, use a white she, sock. She's having a blast until she sees her face with like a some pantyhose over it. Like she yeah. gets a look of herself in the mirror. And I guess this like triggers some shame in her. And she immediately freaks out on the guy, pushes him off. She seems kind of drunk because she can't easily get out of there. You think they were doing a little, like, <laughs> bank heist role play? <laughs> you know what I love? I love Thief. Here. All right. You're going to, I'm going to get behind you and you're going to tell me to put all the money in the bag, right? Put all the money in the bag. Just do what you're told. Put, nobody gets hurt if I put the money in the bag. You understand? <laughs> Don't talk. You're not supposed to talk. David rushes into his apartment. Like Kron said, the phone's already ringing. He no more answers it when Matt comes out of the dark, puts a gun to him. Did you fuck my wife? (laughs) She's in trouble, David says. At the Gavin residence, somebody's broken in. They're rooting through shit. And they kill the maid. Trina comes home. She's chased through the house. So where we see it's multiple intruders. She fights off long enough to make it into the attic. Matt and David arrive. Matt shoots one of the intruders. It's Calendar, the other ADA. What? What? Was that a burp or a... Yeah, it was a burp. A gurgle? It's a burp. Uh, uh, body double. Record number of edited out uh, just uh, exhaust. Oh, it was. There uh, was a lot of. Yeah. So. From me? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a record level of having to close gaps and edit out uh, burps. It was 
It was great. Uh, it was a fun were, time. You were the burps and I was the gap stand. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. The gaps are fine. The gaps are because you see the gaps in the fucking waveform. It's fine. That's what we'll name our podcast together. You guys are starting to. Okay. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. Uh, oh. The gaps and the burps. Oh, we should put out just a gaps episode for people. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be our highest episode. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'll kill myself. All right. Um, so yeah, one of the guys they kill is calendar. The Make other sure ADA you live stream it in the closed captions. This was one of the better uh, ones that I've ever seen. It just says parentheses something breaks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then he pulls up the like, wicker chair or whatever. Yep. Or she does. Right. So they they kill Calendar. We get a shot of who what's obviously Bill, the governor's assistant, rooting through some stuff. He tries to kind of hide. The other intruder is chasing Trina up into the attic. She gets in the attic, finds, I guess, a, a phone rigged to the security electric system. Yeah, a rich person attic phone. And turns out that it's Michael Bean that's attacking her. And I guess he's fucking fallen victim for the whole Jade thing because it seems like he's going to force himself on her. David manages to run in. What's he got? Dude, he's got a fucking fire poker. Add to the list, boys. Matt starts exchanging fire downstairs with Bill, but Bill gets away. Upstairs. Where did he pick this up? What? Where did he pick it up at? He's a rich guy. He's probably yeah, got fi- 10 yeah. fireplaces in that yeah. house. <laughs> They're fucking filthy with fire pokers in these rich people's houses, man. You throw them to get your maid's attention and shit. That's what they hit hit her with. Yeah. All right. Bean and and David, they're fighting. Pretty extended fight here. Bean uh, finally gets the upper hand. He's about to smash David with a shovel. Why a shovel's in the attic? That seems like an outdoor shed thing to me. But These uh, rich people, man. (laughs) Shovels in the attic. Shit. (laughs) I mean, I get it. A phone. That's one thing. Phone, shovels. You got a whole separate house up there with all the shit you need. Mm-hmm. You never know when you need to dig your way out of your attic. <laughs> Matt comes up, thankfully, shoots and kills Bean. It's over. Next day, David confronts the governor. Governor's just blowing the whole thing off. These are guys, they just acted on their own, misguided loyalty. David says, anything happens to Trina Gavin, I have a roll of film with you and a dead hooker. What if something happens to you, the governor asks. At the Gavin residence, Matt is missing a cufflink, and Trina sees a countless uh, uh, presentation of photos across her vanity and makeup and shit. All these photos of her getting it on. Where did you get these? She says. Kyle showed them to me the day before I killed him. I don't remember any of it. I think it's hysterical blindness. And do me a favor. The next time we make love, introduce me to Jade. David was recording the conversation with some fucking laser guided 
audio gun or some shit. <laughs> he plays back the part of the tape with Matt admitting to killing Kyle. He gets out of the car and walks towards the house. The end. Jade, William Friedkin, 1995. Wow. Erotic. Dan. Thrilling. Dan, pull out oh. your pull out your attic shovel. Uh, let and, me and pull out my I'll pull out my fire poker and poke this research. Uh, released October thirteenth, nineteen ninety five. A budget of estimated fifty million dollars. A box office of just over nine point eight million. Guys, it's it a, st- was a stinker. Uh, Joe Esterhouse is our writer here. This guy wrote Basic Instinct. So when Basic Instinct hit, every studio wanted sleazy, erotic thrillers. So he just started pumping them out. Um, said he was, uh, in the freaking book, it said he was the highest paid writer at the time that this came out. Yeah. Uh, this was also, show, he wrote Showgirls as well. Oh, a brilliant movie. Silver. Sliver. Is it Sliver or Silver? Sliver. Oh, it is Sliver. And some other well-known ones. Um, him and uh, Freakin did not get along. In fact, Freakin changed a lot of the script. That's why uh, Esther House was very mad and wanted his name taken it off. Uh, Paramount did give him a blind script deal worth two to four million dollars to where whatever script he wrote, they would just make into a movie. So, damn, he got paid out of it. Ah, uh, this is bit. There you go. Four million dollars. <laughs> you can submit anything. This is an elephant that uh, just walks through the woods and uh, gets on an airplane. So the yep. movie's called The Greasy Strangler. Stay with me. <laughs> I'd pay $4 million for that one. Um, <laughs> Freakin' has been known to say that this is his best movie. I'm not sure if he believes that now. Uh, Linda Florentino initially turned down the script because she didn't want to play a prostitute. Fiorentino. Yeah. Is it Florentino? There's no L. Fiorentino. Uh, Fiorentino. Yeah. And it that's what f- trips me Fiorentina. up because my brain wants there to be an L, an F, yeah, FL. Uh, she was going to play a prostitute, but they did change that in the rewrites, and that's what got her back. Oh, yeah, her character is a lot classier than a hooker. Um, freaking was not doing very well up to this point. But he was also married to one of the heads of Paramount at this time. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people think that's probably why he got this project. Uh, Desperate for a hit, I guess is what uh, they say. Um, O.J. Simpson trial ended with a not guilty verdict. I I fucking thought you were going to say O.J. Simpson tried out for the like (laughs) my brain was connecting like he auditioned. I thought, 
I thought you were going to say listed it as his top movie of the year. <laughs> well, he got the no guilty verdict, and he apparently said in a press statement somewhere that he was going to watch Jade. And I tried, I did try to look this up to see if there was, because I mean, he had to be filmed, but I couldn't find it. Because I was like, man, that would have been fucking funny if that was in there. But um, other than that, I like I said, not a lot there. Uh, that's pretty much all the interesting shit that was in there. Thank you, Dan. So, yeah. Dan, what's the uh, average user letterbox rating on this bad boy? At the time of uh, our review here for Jade from 1995, directed by Mr. William Friedkin, our Letterboxd user rating is sitting at a 2.5. Well, hell, let's play. Rate my box. Cron, why don't you go first, buddy? You got it. I'm going to give Dan 2.5 on this one. I'm going to give Bones a three. All right. Kron, uh, I'm going with the three. Bones, I'm going with a, th- a three as well. I'm going to go 2.5 for both of you. All right, guys. Jade is an interesting movie. Um, I don't know. I mean, I tried to think about, like, how well does this work as an erotic thriller? And to me, it's kind of like I don't get a lot of eroticism from this movie. Like, most of the time when characters are in a sexual scenario, like, one of them ends up crying or it looks like they're not enjoying it or um, it's just like, I don't know. It It is almost cruel to the characters. Um, and then I think like, how well does this work as a thriller? And at the end of the movie, it just kind of ends up, I mean, there are a few little twists and turns, but it is kind of like at the beginning, you know who the good guy is. The bad guy is probably the only other major male character in the movie. Um, And then you kind of just got this lady in the middle who I guess is just horny. Um, So it's like it doesn't – it's neither uh, erotic nor thrilling to me. Um, It's just kind of an odd movie in Freakin's, you know, filmography. Um, I don't – think that he was probably the right director for this film um i think it ends up being you know esther house kind of phoning it in once he's gotten a few hits under his belt um i don't know i mean the acting is good but i kind of think it probably you know set all these people back a few years in terms of like what deals they could get so it didn't work out for any of them um I don't know. It's just kind of like a flat, you know, it's neither great nor terrible. So 
I guess I'd be a 2.5 on this. It's just kind of, you know, I think about like thriller or like a neo-noir or that kind of thing. Even body double had a lot of like, here's a lot of crazy twists and turns that happen. And this one is just kind of like you end up almost in the same spot that you started the movie. So yeah, I don't know. 2.5. All right, guys, uh, Jade, you kind of start this movie and at, and through some points you're like, this is terrible. But then like 15 minutes down, you're like, all right, I'm kind of into this. This works. Um, and then 10 minutes later, you're like, this is terrible again. Uh, is David Caruso the right pick for the lead in this movie? Probably not. Um, but I think it's a good performance by him. I think it works. Uh, I think Trina, Linda, Fiorina, Tino. Mm-hmm. You got it. <laughs> I fucked it up even more that time. I think she needed a little more development. She's kind of pegged into... Um, did she do it or did she not kind of that way. And we all seen her in the last seduction. We know she can fucking act. So I feel like they should have used her a little more. I love all of our side characters here, even though they don't really arc too much, but I love Petey, like just how he gets shit done. And I love the, the dialogue between them when they're all at the, fucking murders and shit like that. I think that's great. I will say that the letterbox user rating at a 2.5 is probably correct, but I think there's enough in here of just dumb shit that I thought was pretty cool. So I'm going to do a three, but I mean, tomorrow I could wake up and be like, "Ah, yeah, that's probably a 2.5, but I don't know. I there's like I said. I think I went through the emotions of this sucks to like, oh, this isn't too bad. Oh, that's great. Oh, and I think at the very end, it was it was like a winning field goal. Like, all right, yeah, that's that's a three for me. There's enough cool shit in here to to bring me up to a three. Thank you, guys. Um, I knew Esther House wrote it, but I, my first takeaway after the first watch, I did watch this with my wife. Um, and the thing that we both sort of keyed into was it, it seemed like they tried to do more with the, I'll try to distill it, like the hysterical blindness thing like the trying to connect the her clinical psychology and her theories to the case and it seemed like a uh, it was either a, a script that got just torn apart and they they finally just they managed to leave the bookmarks of that or it was just something that they threw in to try to kind of tie and connect it but you saying that Esther House wrote it and Friedkin changed a, a ton of stuff and and changing it for Trina's character 
that almost confuses me more because if she was meant to be a hooker or something else, where who says the hysterical blindness thing? How did that build into it? So fundamentally, I think my biggest problem with this is the script and the story. There are cool elements in here, but uh, the story just sort of happens to all the characters. Like the detectives are competent and they're figuring stuff out, but there's no their breaks just come from, Hey, we matched prints. Hey, we found this. Like it's just basic police work and it doesn't come off as exciting. They try to really pull whatever they can for any excitement from the relationship that David has to Trina. And it's more of a longing and it's not erotic like Kron was talking about. Nor is it ever really sexy. When they try to have it be sexy, it always ends in a freakout or tears or a slap. So I wonder if that original script was Esther House maybe trying to write like a, a, a shame on you sort of story to audiences that were getting off on these erotic thrillers. Like, was there something to this to say like, Hey, there's a price to be paid for this, like that feeling that you're, you know, trying to get tantalized. And then instead of it, like, Hey, they had sex and it was great, but they're going to have to deal with the problem tomorrow. Like, no, we're going to show you the tears during the sex scene, or we're going to slap it. That's how I sort of interpreted it. But it's, it's just, it's just very clunky. Um, And Dan, to your point about like, Clunky chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every fifteen minutes. Ash. Yeah, but you'll have these these scenes that flow and move, and they 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 drop information on you fast, and then they move to a scene, and you think, all right, they're setting something up, and it and it has a nice payoff. I think the buildups to the car chases or the car chase is really good. the The quick little shot of the brake fluid is all you need for that little intense part. But then sometimes you'll get to the, uh, like the crime scene, and the crime—they're literally at the crime scene for thirty seconds. Like you, that should be a, a really big part of the movie. I, uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I love the car chase, so I'm gonna bump it up a point five for that. So I'm gonna go a three. All right, guys. Uh, where'd this thing end up? Uh, Jade would have an average score from the three of us of 2.83. This would end up at number 47 on the big list. It would be right below Black Dog at 46, right above The Hunger at 48. Ooh. Little... Bones triple feature in there. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, Hunger is definitely better than Jade. Bump might it have up. To, might have to rectify that. Yeah. Uh, Karan, this was a three-way tie. 1.5s all around for our Rate My Letterboxes this evening. All right, guys. Ending scores as of Jade would be 14.5 for me. 14.5 for Bones, 13 for Dan. Whew. 
with one film left. <laughs> yeah. It could go any way from here. Kron, you got to fumble on the one-yard line. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think we need to to delay too much here. We this was a you guys really brought the heat. You were quite talkative today. This was this was great. I appreciate your input. I think I think Jade could have been a really good movie. It'd be interesting to see what what that is and uh, like what what. And and of course you can't ever go back and say this was the the main issue. I think there's multiple issues here. You know, I think Dan to your point, at maybe Caruso's not the right guy for this, but I think he's got an interesting look, and he I think he acts the hell out of the stuff. It a lot of the acting feels natural. Uh, I would say some of the ADR on Detective Heller is a little off. She sounds like very soft, like throughout the whole movie. Um, I don't want is that the the short haired lady? Yeah. It almost kind of seemed like she was into him. Like Caruso's character. I th- yeah, I get that. It seemed like, like they had maybe I in c- the script, maybe there was something there. Yeah. I thought like it was she was he was trying to move on from uh Trina there. I thought she it, was kind of like the side piece, I guess. I thought it was more just like the you know it seems like they've worked together for 18 years or something like cuz she's kind of like what's this cufflink about he's like i can't tell you but well she, even when he says oh she was with me an hour ago she kind of like look gives him a look you know mm-hmm. cuz she's at the scene there i think you both make good points cuz she does have a shorthand with him on the scene you know she kind of like that first murder scene, she kind of directs him like everybody's upstairs. Like, let's just move. You know, she she's able to kind of guide him through, you know, what he would need to see. I don't know. Oh, well, I tell you what I know for sure. I know we're going to end this fucking show and we're going to come back for an after showers. And old Dan is going to reveal himself and his last pick for the this last round season, whatever the fuck you want to call it, wrap up, this, never rub another man's rhubarb. Is this the last time that I close out a Cron Howard category? Yeah, forever. We're going oh. to switch up them orders. So, all right, the pressure is on, my friend. <laughs> all right, um, anything else, guys? Join the Discord, rate review if you could. Obviously, we don't have ads. Uh, we do this as a hobby. Be nice. Uh, join the Discord. Kron's got a, a skeleton book coming. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yep. He threw in an extra one that's just called Bones. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> All right. And another, and another Discord I'm in, uh, somebody went and saw Bones and all. And are just continually flagging me in things. They go, how much bones was in it? And uh, I just get alerts and they're just fucking with me. And it's fine. But you guys going to watch bones and all? When it streams, probably. Yeah. Uh, I'm learning about this movie right now. So I don't know. (laughs) The cannibal uh, romance movie? You got me. Oh. Well, I tell you what. 
uh, I'll send the trailer to you in the Discord. Okay. Because it's interactive, Jack. Wave of the future. Yeah, comment on it, Cron. All right, that was Jade, 1995, William Friedkin. I have been Bones. This is Five Day Rentals. I'll drop a I'm, Jamie Lee Curtis through. pointing up. <laughs> Your go-to there, buddy. Uh, for Cron Howard, for Laundry Dan, this is Five Day Rentals. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. Welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Rentals podcast. <sighs> Hopefully, we've all recovered from uh, Jade from 1995. Bone just took us through it. Whew. Hopefully, you uh, you guys didn't murder anybody on this shower oh, I thought, session. Okay. I thought you were going, like, sexual. I mean, you guys could be prostitutes, too. I don't I think I only I got, care. like, an 80 percenter. Watching this, you know, body double. I got to like That's a ninety, a ninety. You know, oh. let's see. I guess I guess I, let's, let's, let's see if I can get to hundred. Yeah, I finished naturally on both of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, what do you mean finished? Like soft? Hey. You didn't even touch it. Mm-mm. Hands up in the air, dude. Damn, dude, you're pretty good. I don't know if I. It's all in the. That's a mind trick. I don't know if I'd want that ability. <sighs> You'd be cleaning the. I like. I I, uh, I. I respect the safeguard. The processes that are in place. Just a table full of thimbles in front of me. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I actually have two keys that have to be turned at the same time. Across the room, in order for me to yeah just. I do love when I'm trying to start a bit and you both drink at the same time. Like he's just going to keep going. It, 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 I love it. Well, if I'm is not, this the type of stuff that you guys are going to be doing on burps and gaps? If I'm not talking, it's a good time to drink. <laughs> I understand that, but often I'm, I'm, I'm trying to set stuff up. Like I think this will be fine. Like I, like I was going to say a crimson tide jerk off thing. You know what I mean? Like this would be a good, good runner, but. I was going to go with you built that whole shower thing in your basement, and I'm sure it's weird for your wife as well. She don't go down there. (laughs) I told you, this house is 120 years old, man. So it was already there? (laughs) I haven't shown you a particular part of my house. Next time you come over... Did you go down there and look for a rope, like, after you watched Barbarian? No, I guess I should. hmm I did yeah, see I a fucking vagrant sleeping underneath a cardboard box, though. <laughs> don't worry about him. He's fine. He ran out my coal chute. Just read his book. He'll be, you'll be all right. Yeah, he's all, all in your, heart. He's all in your head, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys finished Wild and Hurt yet? Nah, I... Uh, I'm almost done. I got okay. two chapters. I left. thought maybe we'd go into 2023 strong and better men. 
We're going to do a, a first book review here on the Five Day Rooms podcast. Hey, why not? We're going to cover Thunder in Paradise. Why not break off into book reviews as well? All right, Dan. Sorry. The one series we want to cover and it's nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watch along with us. <laughs> All right, guys. We could, um, do, we could do like a stream thing. That might be cool. We if we can find it. Figure out how to. Uh, yes. Yes. But. We got to get there first. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Um, I'm going to be closing out. You never rub another man's rhubarb. Uh, thank you, Cron Howard, for the category. Uh, you brought us body double. Bones brought us jade. As I was, uh, as Cron revealed what this category was, I had a couple movies that came to mind. But if, I always do research. Naturally. Always always dig. Yeah. You know. This is our time. We were born during this. So this is just natural for us. This erotic thriller. Yeah, let me think about my favorite erotic films from my childhood. <laughs> These are it. Um, so naturally, I started looking at some lists. And there was uh, a director that came to mind, and his name is Paul. And uh, I got to looking at these lists, and I'm like, you know, a lot of his movies aren't on these lists. These people do not know anything about erotic thrillers. And some of them had, had them on there. And uh, Kron Howard, you took us to the the wonderful hills of Hollywood. Bones, you took us up to the Bay Area. We stayed in California, in San Francisco. And Kron Howard, I'm going to take you to the bayous of Louisiana. Oh, bless your heart. And we're going to do a film... From 1982, directed by none other than Paul Schrader, not the Paul you were probably thinking of. And we're doing Cat People. Um, you have to rent this one, unfortunately, like all the films in this category. I provided Body Double. <laughs> My copy got in today, so I'm all right. <laughs> I. It's got a beautiful Blu-ray. It's got a beautiful Blu-ray. Um, gentlemen, an erotic fantasy about the animal in us all. This is a movie that I've uh, had marked for this podcast, and what a great time to bring it in for this category. Cron uh, Howard, you have eliminated a category off of my season two list of steamy thrillers. So hey, I'll be redoing that one. There's a lot more out there. We could double up. I know. I know. But uh, you better fucking believe there's a Revenge 4 coming down the pike. <laughs> oh, God. I think we should really expand the gap of con- have just really increased the volume of movies that nobody's heard of that we cover. I think if we continue 
just doing been, sequel categories. We're eventually going to do a whole category where people could follow along. So we might want to avoid that if we want to maintain the fucking underground punk rock element of the show. It has been in our reviews that people love our variety of films that we pick. Uh, Paul Schrader, of course. Better keep going if you want to get to get to mine. <laughs> wrote Taxi Driver. Wrote Bringing Out the Dead. Uh, First Reform is a five-star banger in my eyes. Uh, pervy Movies. Autofocus. Hardcore. Cat People. So... Yeah, you guys, you guys watch any of his movies? Carl, I think you just recently watched uh, The Card Counter. That's him. Yeah, I did watch that one. Um, it was okay. I, not, yeah, I thought it was all right. Not as good as First Reformed, but, you know, Schrader cranks them out, and they're usually at least interesting, so... There's a few on him. I've, I've gotten... Pre- I've seen a lot from his filmography, so... This probably won't be the last time we see him here on the Five Day Rentals podcast. But yeah, guys, cat people. Um, <sighs> Malcolm McDowell. Uh, you know, John Hurd. We're going to do it. It's going to be wild. And, um, you know, just get your Panthers ready, I guess. He's my favorite, Loomis. <laughs> You heard it here. <laughs> Cyber Christ lives. Cyber Christ lives. It's a fuck house. I just pull my dick out and yell, remember the Alamo. <laughs> <laughs>